Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. Hello and welcome to Top Flight Time Machine, the podcast that goes through the history of the Football Premier League one season at a time. Um, what would you describe it as, some Laughter-filled, full yeah, there's, of heart, there's, there's full of chuckles, joy. There's highs, lows, there's creamy middles and um, we climb into a time machine as if we were cat weasel. Time, <laughs> time warriors. Mm. We've got a time machine sound effect that I didn't use in the last episode. Well, so I drop that in now. Let's play it even louder this time then. There it is. And now we are back in the, the summer of 1997. And um, Sky did their traditional pre-season trailer. And this was the one which had uh, Sean Bean on it. Oh, in an enhanced state of um, excitement. Arousal. Arousal, you could say. It's quite thumping music, dance floor music. And um, I've got a couple of quotes from it. It was Sean Bean and he's gone. It's ecstasy, anguish, joy and despair. It's theatre, art, war oh, and God. love. It's oh, our God. religion. We do not apologise for it. We do <laughs> not deny it. Football is bloody great, isn't it? Isn't it, though? Look at me. Now look at the floor. Now look at me again. Football. I might have enhanced yeah. it a little bit at the end there with some... Yeah, but you, you know, we, we but get the, the idea. Gist. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, that's... I mean, obviously, I, I'm not I'm not keen on Sean Bean because he was um, one of the protagonists in the whole Sheffield United try, suing West Ham because they got relegated for Argo. Was he the lawyer? Yeah, he was actually their lawyer. <laughs> Apparently, he is the top legal mind in Sheffield. <laughs> and uh, that's why they were ultimately successful in their mad trumped-up charges. No, but I don't... That whole thing caught on, and it still exists, isn't it? And I find that whole kind of... Um, the machismo thing? No, the whole kind of... Uh, it's our religion. Yeah. It's agony. It's, it's yeah. joy. We are, you know, this is our theatre. This is art. I find that very condescending. I think of that as some sort of Sky exec who doesn't really go to football, thinking in his mind, these are working men who enjoy <laughs> football. You, what you must understand is they see it as their church, their religion. Yes. Like that. And it's like, they do not go to the opera. Yeah. They do not believe in any conventional <laughs> God. This is. <laughs> no God, no deity that you or I may, may recognise. Uh, but they do have something that they worship, if yes. you will. And it is called Association Football. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, mortals who they have regard for is Sean Bean. Yes, he speaks like them. He walks like them. Yeah. <laughs> he walks he among a, them. He's a terrible ape of a man. Um, <laughs> from the north of yeah, the land. from the north country. You may have caught him in the BBC adaptation of Lady Chatterley's Lover. Uh, where He, he played a bit a, of rough. App and I'm going <laughs> to fuck thee, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
yes, and, and, and I think if we can write a script that really speaks to the working man about his moronic obsession and devotion to this pointless game, right? And it's like, no, mate, we don't think it's like that. So we just like going to the football. And to be honest, we just like going to football to see our mate. You get out of the house. Yeah. Go and see have your some mates. drinks. You have some, I mean, really, the, mo- the main thing is you go see your mates and have quite a lot of drinks. Yeah. Then you kind of watch the game. But the way in which they began in this era portraying it in the marketing was the vision, the condescending vision of marketing men who were probably more au fait with rugby or cricket. Yeah. Right? They had a condescending vision of idiotic football fans who were obsessed with like religion, which most of us are not. Mm. We go because it's something to so do. Something to do. <laughs> Carbutsils haven't really took off then. It's something to do. And it legitimised heavy daytime drinking. (laughs) And it was a bit of a laugh. But fuck off, Sean Bean. It's not art or religion. I've got to say, the the clip itself with the music and the, 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 the gravitas of the script... And this was 1997 when Oasis were kind of uh, mm. just peaked them on the way down. It all felt very cocaine-y. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, did. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not yeah. going to speculate about what was going on during no, the making of. We're the, not the, saying the, Sean the, Bean the, was on cocaine. No, not when he Sean Bean. It. No, no, he was and we're not the saying, And we're not saying that the fellas who wrote this were on cocaine. No, no, it, we are. But <laughs> they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, I've seen them. Have you seen them? I've seen them. I've seen them. Going up the King's Road, shuffling. All week, their gnarly hands toiling away in their men factories, toil and men and of their soil. machines, and they are, and their spirits are all but dead. Their ugly wives moaning to them, another child on the way. How will we feed it? The only respite they have from their hellish existence is this absurd ritual on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> That's what we must catch. Which we have just paid £178 million for the rights to broadcast to them into their homes via those vulgar dishes that we put on the sides of the terraced houses and the squalid up two up two downs in which they live. Their horrible tenements. If you can call it a life. Their horrible tenements where they shall erect our vulgar, our vulgar grotesque... uh, Sky dishes, which will cost them... They would rather forego feeding their own offspring in order to afford one of these absurd dishes on the side of their grotesque tenements. They will go barefoot and in rags to the local (laughs) netto that has just opened up, eschewing the Waitrose and the Sainsbury's, for it is a land where they are no longer welcome. Eating their frozen prawn rings... (laughs) <laughs> Slack-jawed and dribbling before our endless association football output. And we will give them, on a Monday night as they settle down, Coventry City versus Southampton Town. <laughs> All presided over by those ghastly oiks, Richard Keyes and Andy Gray. The Scotchman. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 97, 98. Barnsley got promoted into the Premier League. Barnsley! Barnsley were in the Premier wow. League that year. So uh, that kind of ties in with that whole um, ethos that Sky were pimping out then. Other important transfers of the season. Uh, Eric Cantona, of course, had uh, retired. They mad replaced bastard. him with they replaced Teddy Sheridan. They did indeed. Terry Good Sh- signing. Spurs worked there beautifully. You might have thought he was irreplaceable, but that was classic Ferguson. 
counterintuitive, wasn't it? Was it was classic Ferguson. People thought, who's he going to buy? It's going to have to be one of the world's greatest stars. And then he just, out of the blue, plucked Teddy Sheringham out of Spurs, Spurs. And he was the perfect replacement. I mean, and I only Fergie could have spotted that. You'd have thought he'd have gone for maybe like Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, that's who I would have gone like for. That. Someone a bit like more for suave. Like, like for like replacement. But yeah, no. exactly. He went a fat, Sheringham. suave Frenchman is what you want. <laughs> But he didn't. He went for a tall, lean Essex man. <laughs> he did. And on his debut, Sheringham played against Spurs at White Hart Lane. Oh, no. Straight back into the fire. Uh, hit the post uh, from a penalty. Uh, but Manchester United won 2-1. And we'll see how the rest of the season turns out as we go along. Another interesting signing. Uh, Crystal Palace signed Attilio Lombardo mm. from Juventus. A proper bald player. Not many... Not, you, not, we, like, not like your Danny Millses. No, not shaven-headed. Yeah. He Purely bald. Male pattern baldness. Well, he had the hair around the side and Oh, the yeah, he did, yeah. Old-fashioned bald. style baldness. Proper that you, bald. You don't really see many men doing the round-the-side thing anymore, do you? Not at the age of 31. No. No, <laughs> no but you just like generally, even older fellas. I no. mean, you know, I, you know, I, I like many bald men. You, once you realise it, it all comes off. Yeah. And that's what people do. And actually, it's quite absurd now when you look back the amount of men who wore it round the side. What like do you think was... the chances are of it coming back ironically in the next 18 months? Oh, the old hipsters. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be all over so. that. They'll be planning it now somewhere. Yeah, yeah there'll be a, a blueprint somewhere. They've got a plan. Yeah. So that was Lombardo. He signed for Palace. Um, Arsenal stepped things up with the, the, their, their crazy French manager, Arsene Wenger, who had already signed Patrick Vieira. Mm. Uh, inherited Ian Wright and Dennis Burkamp. He added Mark Overmars and oh. Emmanuel Petit. Wow. Now it's starting to look like a team. Now it's He's got that back together. four that he's inherited. Mm. He didn't have to do anything with. Mm. He's got Vieira and Petit in midfield. Overmars on the left. And then Wright and Burkamp up front. Ooh, there's a team Ray for Parler you. Ray on the right. Yeah, Ray Parler on the right as well. But he always did a job. He did, up and down, up and down. Yeah. So that was that. Um, it was the beginning of the end for Newcastle because David Ginola, he uh, jumped ship and he went to Spurs as well. Strange that, wasn't it? Because he was so sensational at Newcastle. So when he moved, you thought he must have been in decline because if not, why would they have sold him? And he actually went on to be, if anything, better at Spurs. He did. He which did. was amazing. I think when he was at Spurs, he might have been this season or afterwards, I'm not sure he won PFA Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm not sure it was the first season, but we'll find out all about that in a bit. And then um, Jerry Francis went one step further and he signed Les Ferdinand wow. from Newcastle as well. He couldn't stop raiding the tomb. He could not tomb. stop. Now, this was pretty disastrous for Newcastle because about two hours after Ferdinand was unveiled as a Spurs player, Alan Shearer was stretched off for Newcastle in a pre-season friendly out for six months. <gasps> So they were left with fuck all up they front because the spree was long gone by this stage, wasn't he? he? Well, I assume he was because Dalgleish was in charge. Yeah, Dalgleish oh, would have held no truck like with Tino yeah. Spreer and his With his, his on-coach pornography. So Dalgleish signed the, um, the 1988 Liverpool team instead to fill the gaps. He signed John Barnes and he signed Ian Rush. <laughs> and, uh, and he also brought in Stuart Pearce, who'd previously been a manager the season before at Nottingham Forest for wow. a bit when yeah. they got relegated. Yeah. So, yeah, he brought in a field manager as his left-back. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of the end for Newcastle. And an, an Englishman returned to um, English football who hadn't managed for about, oh, about 15 years, I reckon. He'd been abroad, finding his way, mm. becoming the man that he was. Mm. Roy Hodgson. Oh. 
Roy Hodgson. No one had heard of Roy Hodgson at that there were, point. There were, there were whisperings about Roy Hodgson. He was this mythical... A mysterious man. Yeah, he'd guided Malmo, I think it was, to yeah. some kind of European final. And there was talk of the work he was doing on the continent. This yeah. Englishman conquering yeah. Northern Europe. A man who walks the Nordic wastelands. Yeah. Yeah, from in, going from town to town, wearing dripped in animal skin, yeah. and with a beard and drinking yeah. from a they call a him junk. the Englishman out yeah. there, and, and uh, he came and, back and managed Blackburn. Yeah, so good luck to him. This, this is it. it. September Roy Keane was also another player with a long-term injury, and that was after he'd clashed with Alf Inga Harland. Yeah, in the penalty area. And if you remember, Harlan ran over and shouted something in Keane's face. Have some of that, son. Along along the lines of you, you, you're faking it or something like that. Right. But of course, Keane was out for the rest of the season with a, a knee ligament injury. He clearly wasn't faking it. And later on, he got Unless his revenge. Unless he faked that the last oh, time Oh, do you think out? he did? Do you think he to might have done that? To play mind games with our finger, Harland. Oh, now you're like, up to something. How, how do you feel now? Wow, that's just blown everything apart. If anyone would do something... Like almost like a performance art project, yeah. Like that, it would be Roy Keane. It would be Roy Keane. Yeah, Roy Keane would go to any lengths to To try to prove a point. He really would. (laughs) He really would. Whoa, mind blown. Yeah. Um, Sticking with Arsenal, as we 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 mentioned before, anyway. um, Ian Wright beat the record of all-time leading Arsenal goal scorer, which had belonged to Cliff Baston. Yeah. One seventy-eight goals, I think, Baston got, and Wright went beyond that. And he had a T-shirt underneath his sh- sh- kit. And he when did. he scored the goal, he pulled it over his shirt over his head and revealed a T-shirt that said "One Seven Eight Just Done It" yeah. with the Nike logo. So, not, don't worry about that. Knight got in there on it, didn't they? But you know what? He pulled it over his face when he equaled the goal tally. Silly bastard! What he went too soon? He went too soon. Shot Twat. his bolt too early, and then yeah. scored again in the same match and got to do it again. Well, Tell God. you what, though, you don't hear much from Cliff Baston these days, do you? No, don't. He's gone quiet since He's that been record keeping was his fucking head down because yeah. he was full of it until the record went. Now. Oh, Baston, this Baston, that wasn't it? Yeah. Now he shut, shut up, shut his mouth. Talkings all around the land. Cliff Baston. Cliff Baston's Cliff in town again. You're going to listen to him. What, he's going to talk about scoring all them goals for Arsenal again, yeah. is he? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll fucking go. I love a bit <laughs> of that. I love Big a bit of Baston. Big mouth flash bastard. Cliff Bastard. People used to queue round the block just to look at him. Yeah. Not, not anymore. Nah, forgotten. Um, shall we have some music? Yeah. Very diverse songs there. Freed from Desire by Gala. 
Yeah, followed, <laughs> I like that. Followed by the Verve with the drugs don't work. No, well, they don't ultimately. Unless you're doing a promo for Sky in 1997. Yeah, dep- <laughs> yeah it very much depends what you want them to do. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like to be freed from desire, Sam? <laughs> Fucking no. It'd be awful, I wouldn't can't. it? Yeah, it would. Because desire is what keeps you going exactly. in Exactly. I mean, I don't just mean like sexual desire. I mean like desire for a Mars All bar. All sorts of or, desires, yeah. yeah. Desire for a little bit of a, a, a stroll. Yeah. Sometimes and I, I just sit uh, down. So yeah, sometimes you just say I wouldn't mind. I think I might go up the park. Yeah. Some, to be honest, mate, if I'm not busy, sometimes I'll just go up. I mean, there's a news agents near me, but it's a it's probably the best news agents right you've ever seen. Really? It's so good. Sometimes I've I've fucking walked up there just to have a look around with no intention of buying something. And but surely you, know, you end up buying something in yeah, the Yeah, I'll always buy something like some highlighter pens or something like yeah. that. What's good about it? It's, it's range. It's the range is sensational, and it's not actually that big, but they manage to squish a lot in. It's really neat and tidy. It has an amazing array of magazines, even the foreign ones and that. And it's an and the the, the fellows who work in there, they're Asian lads, and they they take their jobs so they're immaculately turned out. Right. They wear. I like that. They wear slacks, neatly pressed shirts, and ties every day. Good. I like that. And it's there the little is, details, and isn't there it? And there is three of them, and you go in there, and they'll, and one of them will come over to you and go, can I help? Not so keen on that. No, but it's not aggressive. But it'll just make sure, listen, if you're looking for something, yeah. we got a lot here. Does it? Does he kind of read your body language? If you're going in there, you're looking for something, but you know you can't find he it, knows, does he kind of see he, that? Yeah, he can see. He'll he knows think, when to leave you alone, but he knows when to He's looking help out. for some coloured card, A4, yeah, yeah. To, for some craft shit that he's doing with his kids. Yeah. I uh, I know he I know he won't find it because we've moved where it, we keep it something like that yeah you know and I we'll go over and have a little chat I'll tell you what's got what's what's got a lovely vibe I mean it might just be my local one or it could be nationwide Screwfix oh yeah it's a lovely vibe in Screwfix why it's just the it's quite laid back it doesn't feel corporate it is corporate because it's yeah. a nationwide yeah. chain but it it feels it's got that corner shop kind of feel mm. about it they're very friendly. Um, you might slip the odd swear word in because it's a That's tradesman. Fun. It's yeah, a tradesman's tradesman. kind of place, normal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's very laid back. Um, but I was in there yesterday buying a, a shower head attachment and mm. the vibe was just... Sensational. Sensational. <laughs> That's probably the word I would use Did there. you stretch out your visit? I didn't, but I'll be going back again soon. Even if you don't way. necessarily need well, something. Well, that's the thing. It's click and collect. You can't browse. Is it all click my, and collect? My so they've got everything one. out back in yeah. there? Like click Argos collect. setup. It, it's Argos for builders. So you'd pick Screwfix over Selco? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you can only be one, can't you? Everyone you meet is really one or the screw other. You're either a Selco man or a Screwfix man. But the beauty of Screwfix is, even though you can't physically browse, they've got the catalogues there. So it's like Argos. You can just browse mm. through the catalogues. You could take a coffee in with you. I'll give it a go, mate. I've never been in one. Take a coffee in. Just have a look through the catalogue. You, remember, you could do half an hour quite Do you remember uh, Richard Bryce in Ever Decreasing Circles? Do I ever? One of the best and, sitcoms and, ever. And like he had a, a DIY shop that was it proudly independent and it was so... Yeah. Everything was in its place and he prided himself on the, the shop and, and how organised it was and how nice and how independent it was and how he gave the personal touch. And he was under pressure business-wise from a corporate big-scale um, do-it-yourself shop. I don't think this is. This wasn't ever decreasing circles. He Are you worked, saying he, he worked de- for Mall Valley Valves? He never had his own shop. He never had his own shop. No. Fucking hell! 
I mean, I can edit this out if it's embarrassing for you. I am embarrassed. Is there is there another show with Richard Bryce where he owns a shop that sells screws and stuff? What what company did he work for? Mall Valley Valves. Um, but you what didn't. Is that? You never saw him at work. They did valves, but he was he was white collar. All right. Are you going to look it up? Are you? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not going to try and prove you wrong. I'm. I'm. Oh, gonna... you're not going to prove me wrong and ever decrease in circles. I'll tell you that now. All you right. Well, he had a very organised den, didn't he? He did. He had a box room. Mm, and that was really organised. It was all and about that, the that was impressive too, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, you were right. He didn't like to be undermined oh, in no. the way that I've just undermined you about. What do you think about the 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 bastard? And I've shown my hand there about my <laughs> opinion. Who lived next door, always trying to chat up his wife. Yeah, he was. He was a bastard. He was a, a bastard, bastard, wasn't he? It's like, mate, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, Richard Price put one on him, shouldn't he? Richard Price character obviously had a mental illness yeah. of some sort. Yeah. You know. He was or on CD the spectrum. At least. Yeah, definitely. And he was annoying. But nevertheless, his wife loved him and they had a funny old relationship. That was it. But this fucker turning up and sort and he thought he was a right fucking playboy. Jack the lad, And isn't I was he? like, listen, mate, fucking big fish, small pond. You're giving it all the big one, but you're living in fucking suburbia on your own. Yeah. So you think you're the Fonz, but anyone can be <laughs> fucking cool in a place like that. With Howard and Hilda living across yeah. the road. And yeah. the only person you're fucking impressing is the wife of a fucking OCD nutbag next door. And also, stop it, because she's married and you are constantly belittling her husband yep. and trying to bloody... I didn't like the whole thing. No. I didn't like it. His end game... can't remember the bloke's name. Paul. Paul. Paul's end game was to fuck Richard... What was Richard Bryce's character? Martin. Oh, yeah. Oh, Martin. Right. <laughs> Paul's end game, there's no two ways about it, Andy, was to fuck his neighbour's wife. Anne. And Anne. And it's just not on. Penelope right. Wilton exactly. was an attractive woman. God, yes. wasn't she? But, for fuck's sake, you do not do that. I don't know what she was doing with Martin, though. I mean, yeah, it was fucking weird. And that's what Paul was thinking. He's yeah. thinking, this Easy is a weird this. setup. But you never really know. Thrill of the chase, wasn't it, for You him? never really know what's going on in a marriage and he should have just left well alone. Well, in one episode, Anne said, someone asked Anne why she was with him, and she said that he he looked after a, a time in her life when she was really mm. on the floor, oh. on a law. But and she didn't, Martin she didn't go into further she, detail. She didn't, but she felt a loyalty to him because he'd, he'd nurtured her and <laughs> back to life. That's quite sinister. So, uh, so it's basically like the plot of fucking misery in a way. She had <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Sort He'd of, yeah. found her somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was fucking going on, but maybe She's she was on meth on or something. Yeah. yeah. And he fucking found her, <laughs> dragged her back to his home, and locked her of, in his box room. Yeah. So she could go cold turkey. Yeah. Got her back Married to her. sobriety, made her marry him, <laughs> and now she was just sort of trapped. So maybe I should review my thoughts about Paul. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard to tell who's the goody and who's the baddie, and that's what makes it such a nuanced show. Exactly. Very that's much right. like The Wire of its day. <laughs> there was no black and white. There no, was no. many grey areas. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, well, it, this is a football podcast, I believe. <laughs> um, top, you're listening to Top Flight Time Machine, the podcast that talks about 1980 sitcoms that don't get repeated much anymore. <laughs> this is it! 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is it! Spurs. Uh, they've signed Janola. Mm. They've signed fucking Les Ferdinand. They've got Rule Fox. I think they might have had Stefan Freund in midfield. Yeah, for Freund. Of, for a bit of um, He's stability. He's a German international. Tough yeah, player. they had Justin Edinburgh. You know, all yeah, that going not. on. It didn't go well, though. Jerry Francis ended up resigning. Another manager that's resigned. Right. When he didn't need to. Yeah. He could have just sat it out and sweated really it out weird. and got the, yeah. got the compensation He'd payments. He rebuilt the Ardiles team that we talked about on a previous episode. Ardiles had this sort of swaggering, yep. at- you know, all-out attack side with no steel. And Jerry Francis, kind of like the, the anti-Ardiles. It was kind of like in. Martin Bryce and Ardiles' team like was Paul. Anne. And yeah. he, he picked them up and he put them back together again. And Yeah, I suppose that was it. But just was So Paul wasn't Ardiles then? Paul, Alan Sugar was Paul, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot Alan Sugar was in charge at this stage. <laughs> so anyway... He, he rebuilt it with a little bit of flair in Ginola, and I suppose Rule Fox was a flair player. But, yeah, ultimately, it was a it bit of a dour side. It was a results yeah. business. It wasn't enough. It's so... a results business, you're right. <laughs> and Alan Sugar, you know, ever the showman, he replaced Jerry Francis with, do you remember? George Graham? Nope. No, Christian Gross. Christian Gross. What a fucking strange appointment a that completely was. Completely left field appointment. Gross arrived um, on the tube yeah. with a travel card Holding in his a hand, waving card it. Up, and like he's... some sort of bizarre Swiss version <laughs> of Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. I have in my hand a one day travel card, zones <laughs> one to four. And do you know what he said? What? I want this to become the ticket to the dreams. Oh, well. Good luck with that, mate. <laughs> so that's Christian Gross. Um, a few weeks into his, his reign at Spurs, they lost 6-1 at home against Chelsea. And then a week later, they lost again 4-0 at Coventry. So it, it didn't start well for Gross. But then in January, Jurgen Klinsmann came back. Wow. Alan Sugar patched up his differences. Because if you remember, mm. in 93-94, I think it was, Klinsmann came for a season, then decided he Fucked was going to fuck off, didn't fancy it much. Yeah. Announced he was going to leave in a comedy club and then fucked off wherever yeah, he went. Yeah, well, he went to Bayern Munich. He did. And then I think he might have gone somewhere else as well and then eventually came France, back to Spurs. probably. Yeah. No, and then back to Spurs because it was, you know, it was a, it was a job. It was mm. a job offer. So he did that at the end of the season. Um, 
Going into the start of the new year, Manchester United had 34 points at the top of the table, Chelsea on 31, Blackburn on 30 and Leeds on 29. So that's quite a disparate North versus South top four. Yeah. Blackburn with Roy Hodgson storming it there. Yeah. Again, Roy Hodgson, the Martin Bryce of of Lancashire. <laughs> kind taking, of. Taking only, rear only Harford's. dressed in animal skins. <laughs> In those days, of course, and a he Viking used, helmet, and he used to sleep in far, inside the gutted corpse of a horse. He did, yeah. Which Liam, sometimes you get the whole team to do it as a bonding experience, very much like Howard Wilkinson. He did it, Leon, that hill mm. that leads down yeah. to Ewood Park, that's in a valley. He'd learn it? all of that in Scandinavia. Very much so. So that was that turn of the year, <clears throat> January '98. Alan Shearer was back earlier than everyone expected. And he made his comeback as a substitute in a 2-1 win over Bolton at St James's Park. But that's not what that match was remembered for. That match was remembered for Tamuri Ketsbaya, the bald-headed yeah, forward. Madman. Who <laughs> scored the winner in that match and then had some kind of breakdown yeah. behind the goal. <laughs> I've watched the footage of this brilliant recently and it's brilliant. He's, he took off his shirt, yep. easy enough. Mm. Then he had to go at his shorts and thought, <laughs> no. He thought better of it. He thought, no, I'm not going to take the shorts off. Then he tried, not today. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You are this not is, ready. This is episodic. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to remove a boot, but couldn't. So he then started booting the advertising <laughs> that hoardings. That was the best bit. There was... One of his teammates came over to try and Can't first tell, of all mate. just just calm him down. I think it might have been Pistoni, the left back, yeah. um, and Keds Byers like pushing him away, yeah. pushing him off, and you know uh, Pistoni's trying to hug him, hold him, and and, and just you know yeah. contain him. And Keds Byers having none of it, he continues to boot the fuck out of the advertising hordens, and it was it was spectacular. He went fucking ape shit. Well, I didn't know what was happening. I don't know why he it did was, it. It was funny, but it was it was tragic comic, I suppose. But mostly, let's be honest, it was comic. It was comic. It might have been a man in the midst of a breakdown, but well, why should we worry about that now, so many years on? Yeah. Maybe it was just because Shira had come back. Perhaps that's what it he was. He was happy and sad at the same time. We, yeah. you know, What man hasn't felt that sensation? He, he must thought, I've got us three points here, but I'm going to be on the bench next week because fucking it's Mary Poppins the, is back. the way people respond, isn't it? Like, you know that Marco Tardelli clip in the 1982 World Cup and he's running off celebrating? Yeah. And he was asked once, when you're running off and you're punching both your fists and all that emotion yeah. and you're shouting, what, you ever, you what were you that? shouting? Have you ever done that? What run off shouting? Punching your fists. Yeah. Like that. Have you? Yeah. All right, carry on. We'll come right. back to that in a minute. And um, someone said, What is it you're shouting? Because you can see in the clip that he's shouting something. Yeah. And you assume it's some sort of Italian expletive. And he said, <laughs> I was shouting Marco Tardelli <laughs> over and over again. And you think, fucking right, mate. Yes. You've just scored the fucking winner in the World Cup final. Of course you're shouting your name. Doesn't get any better than that. I'd be like giving it, Sam Delaney! <laughs> Sam Delaney! Because I often think sometimes when players run off and they're shouting stuff, it's something like, I fucking love football! <laughs> they're doing the whole Sean Bean speech yeah. sometimes. Yeah, but he was shouting his own name. Mm. Brilliant. Do you remember why you, you, you ran I've off done once it. that? I've done it in stolen all something? sorts of situations. Um, any success, sometimes minor successes, like winning a quiz. Right. Um, being told that I was good at something. I, I will very quickly, with any minor success or praise, 
any expression of admiration <laughs> will go really quickly to my head. It'll milk the shit out of it. Oh, and I, but it's nice because it's like I will immediately, if, if you know, if someone says something nice to me or, or, or compliments some work I've done, I will really straight away think of myself as champion of the world. Yeah. I don't think in a toxic way. No. Just in a way that I'm happy, like a dog who's been patted by his owner who's just come in from work. <laughs> so I could name you like dozens, maybe hundreds of times where it's I run alone. around punching the air and celebrating for even the smallest of things. Good for you. Why should everyone be modest and hide their light? And also bushel? sometimes just if something unexpectedly happy, happy happens, like, you know, now I'm older, if someone, if I'm supposed to be going out somewhere and then it gets cancelled, I will sometimes celebrate <laughs> by running around the garden, punching the air. I can identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little bit more music. Again, a couple of very different songs there. Natalie and Brugley is torn. Wow. Well, that was a massive hit this year, wasn't it? It was. And she got into some trouble because someone claimed that the song had been nicked. Yeah. And I think there was a big legal case. I think there was a Norwegian involved. That's there all I know about is. it. Well, it's going to be a Norwegian or a Swede whenever there's a big pop song and any she, controversy. I wonder if she turned to Sean Bean for legal advice. Probably, yeah. Down at the, if she was based in Sheffield, which I think she was. Down at the... Um, I've got some hot gossip about in Brooklyn, but I won't tell yeah, you Yeah, you've told there. me it before. Oh, okay. I was thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were thinking about it the other day. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, you find yeah. yourself thinking about that a lot. Yeah, and let's not uh, bring that into this podcast. <laughs> and uh, the other song there was Five with Slam Dunk to Funk. <laughs> Great track. What does Funk need? Funk needs to slam be slam dunk, dunk, doesn't it? That's what slam five dunk it. Funk's been around a long time. It's a very, very erstwhile. It's got longevity. Mm. Uh, you know, funk doesn't deviate a lot from what it is. Funk is funk. It's just what it is. But yeah. five, they thought, hang on, we can fucking do something with this. We can slam <laughs> dunk it. Okay, guys, song brainstorm. <laughs> People like funk. How can you take funk and make it somehow better? You can't do that, boss. It me, can't be improvable. Okay, me, you. Me, abs. Me. Abs from five. Slam dunk it. Fuck me. You're on to something, abs. <laughs> and we <laughs> thought you were just a beautiful torso. Yeah. Write that down, someone. We're going to slam dunk the funk. It's going to be <laughs> the monster hit of the summer. And so it came to pass. He became Eric Hall briefly there for a couple of seconds. Um, getting back yeah, to monster. football, <laughs> getting back to football, and sticking with Tamir Buyer and madness. The theme of madness. <laughs> Rude Hullet was sacked from Chelsea in February, right, amid rumblings of mutiny among the dressing room, and 
uh, Grim Ricks, who we, oh, of wow. course, found can't be trusted yeah. in any sense. <laughs> um, he, he appeared in the News of the World the following week after Hullet was sacked. And he, he spoke of Hullet um, at halftime, 2-0 down against Arsenal. Hullet in the shower, punching the wall and holding a piece of paper with his team for the second half on it uh, with just two defenders. <laughs> <laughs> Ricks, Ricks interjected and told him he couldn't do it. You cannot do that, boss! It's not possible! Don't tell me what to do, Ricks! I'm Ruth Hullet! I'm Ruth Hullet, who are you, Graham Ricks? Don't get out of my shower! Why, if a pl- I tell you what, if I came on, a- if I came off at half-time as a player, drenched in sweat, yeah. bracing myself for what the manager had to say. And the manager was start bollock naked. <laughs> yeah, I never said he and, was start bollock naked. But he was in the shower. He was just, they weren't turned on, he was just standing oh, in there. Oh, I see. If you want to imagine him start bollock naked, was, it well, Because better. actually, I was imagining the the, the majesty of yeah. a naked rude hullet in the shower. Glistening. Who can't... Come on, I've Ricks, put... take my paper, you sex criminal. <laughs> You sex criminal and bully. <laughs> done for bullying now, as if the sex crimes oh, weren't enough. Dear me, they just mount up, don't they? So uh, that's what happened to Rude Hullet. He went insane <laughs> in the shower, punched the wall, and tried to put a team out with just two defenders <laughs> in it for the second half. He was Great. immediately replaced. As meltdowns go, that's fantastic. <laughs> good season for meltdowns, mm. wasn't it? He um, he was immediately <laughs> replaced by Gianluca Viali, who happened to be around. Yeah. He was well, it was an lurking. era where, if you were foreign... It was so fashionable to have a foreigner. Yeah. If you were foreign, you would get the job. Mm. And it was sort of like, but it was like chairman didn't know many foreigners. So go, <laughs> yeah. oh, we're going to need a foreigner, like, <laughs> uh, do you know any? Well, <laughs> what about there. the alley? Because I don't know if you're going to get on with this to the Crystal Palace thing, but Lombardo, <laughs> yes. who was really young, yeah. but because he had the premature baldness. He looked like an old man. Whoever was the chairman of Palace, it might be Ron, Ron Nodes, Nodes right? Like, they got rid of whoever their manager was, and literally it was like people had gone crazy. Go, We've got an Italian playing. Yeah. The bloke's 27. He, goes, <laughs> he looks about right. Oh, he's walked past him in training ground. Thought, he's talking funny. What's he talking about? Yeah, mate, what are you saying all them funny words? Or, oh, sorry, boss, I, I'm Italian. I was speaking mother. in Italian uh, on the phone to my mother. I go, fucking great. You, come with me. Come to the office. We've got a chat. And bring and your fat mate as well. Because yeah. Thomas Brawlin Thomas also Brolin, got... Big boy. It, yeah, he got to do it Because well. he was the fucking assistant manager. They yeah. literally were so stupid. Ron Nodes was so stupid. He's like, we've got two foreigners, mate. Why don't a manager, the bald one, because he looks older... And then get the fat pig the one. Up. The one who looks like the pig can be his helper. Look like Pigsy out of Monkey Magic. <laughs> and then, and then Crystal Palace ended up getting relegated. Of course they did. Uh, bottom of the table, but they got even better because they were relegated. It was confirmed, and then Lombardo and Brolin both went fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I just threw a fucking <laughs> bit a of plastic at you, mate. Sorry. And they they both quit as joint managers so Ron Nodes took charge of things for the last oh two games of the season oh my god he did and uh, Ron Nodes went on to do the same thing at Brentford yeah. in fact at Brentford he got I a think taste of it at he, Palace yeah he had a taste of it and he thought this is fucking easy and he <laughs> he actually uh, at Brentford wasn't caretaker he actually did appoint himself I would like to announce <laughs> that I have appointed a new manager as promised 
Uh, thank you for coming here, ladies and gentlemen of the press. <laughs> I am very excited to unveil our new manager after an extensive search. I believe that Brentford FC have an absolutely first-class candidate and we are thrilled to have secured his services. And here he is. It's me, Ron Notes. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Give me a round of applause. <laughs> so he fucking did. Absolute madman. I, I first saw him and I thought he was like a cocker spaniel chasing a piece of silver paper on the wind. And I thought, he's the man to take Brentford forward. I interviewed myself on three occasions over the last week. Firstly, in my bathroom mirror. <laughs> Secondly, through a tape recorder, which I played back to myself in my office, and then again in a mirror in the changing rooms. <laughs> On all three occasions, I was impressed with myself. I passed with flying colours, <laughs> and I stand before you now, the King of Brentford. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is it! Uh, that was Crystal Palace. It went tits up there. It was continuing to go tits up at Newcastle as well. Freddie Shepard and Douglas Hall had to resign because there was um, a, a secret tape recording of them referring to the women of Newcastle as dogs. <laughs> they, uh, they, should, they... I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing because that's funny. Oh, no, hang on, I am. <laughs> <laughs> they also claimed that Newcastle fans were paying well over the odds for replica shirts, and they referred to Alan Shearer as Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah. So they were booted... <laughs> Which actually is genuinely really funny. It's <laughs> superb. So they were booted out of the club. Um, Two really funny... Fat, kind of horrible, sweaty, rich businessmen laughing their heads off about their exploitation. All around, whoring around Europe. Yeah, they used, they used to unbelievable. And um, this came in the middle of Newcastle having a run of four wins in 25 matches, which included Alan Shearer blatantly kicking Neil Lennon in the face. Oh, yeah. And then escaping a ban just before the World Cup. He was a nasty mm. bastard, really, Alan Shearer, wasn't Oh, yeah, he? yeah. I mean, Mary Poppins doesn't describe him at all. No. But that's that winning mentality, though, isn't it? Yeah. That winning mentality. Um, we're just about done there for that season. We should probably tell you how it finished. Yeah. Um, Arsenal won the league. And it was an extraordinary run, wasn't it? Because United were quite way ahead at one point. They and were. then suddenly, Wenger's sort of, you know, regime of broccoli and vitamin pills <laughs> yeah. kicked in. And they went on an extraordinary 20-game unbeaten run, didn't they? Was, yeah, they had a run of 13 right, okay. wins and one draw from the end of January to and, to take the, the title. Yeah. And probably for some motivational speeches from Tony Adams yeah. as well, sat when at his man. piano. When a man looks inside himself, hmm. what does he see? <laughs> I hope Broccoli. you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. I put down in words. Tone, tone, that's Elton John. <laughs> Shut How up, wonderful life is. <laughs> so yeah. there we are. Uh, Arsenal won the league. Bookies have been paying out on Manchester United to win the Premiership with 10 games to go, and that made them look stupid. But it was it was Arsenal won the league. They beat Everton 4-0 at home to clinch the title with Tony Adams lashing in the fourth and goal. And that remember? really is, you know, all joking aside, Tony Adams had recovered from really like the sort of alcoholism, if you read his book, is like you're on the verge of death. Not like, oh, he's had a, he's, he's, he's really caning it a bit recently. Yeah. Maybe I want in. It's like 
you're going to die any minute because yeah. you're either going to crash your car into a fucking lamppost and die or your liver's just going to fall out of your arsehole. That's right? what happens when you train with a plastic bag around your body. Every yeah, day. exactly. And to come back <clears throat> in just a short period of time to then win the double as captain and score the final goal in that game while sporting, as mentioned <laughs> earlier, a fetching and telltale pair of sideburns. Yeah, and also as well, I don't think I've ever seen a sportsman look more uh, ungainly and <laughs> awkward as Adams did when he scored that goal. He yeah, looked completely out of his comfort zone. I mean, it is. there's always, when you when you play football with your mates, there's always like a, a less talented one. In the case of my mates, that would be me, <laughs> who occasionally has a moment of magic and everyone falls down laughing, but in huge applause as well, <laughs> because he's suddenly done something that see, it would seem beyond him. And that's what happened when Tony Adams yeah. scored that goal. It's like when Gary Pallister got that, scored that free kick as well, when Manchester United yeah. won it in 93, I think. Yeah. He, it, was, it was that. They were all drunk. Yeah. Pallister had a go at a free kick and he scored. Adams yeah. clearly wasn't drunk, but he, he lashed a shot in. It could have gone anywhere. It could have got. It could have gone out for a throw-in, but it didn't. And it was the, the icing on the cake for Arsenal. They won the double as well that season, mm. but that's the FA Cup. And we don't give a shit about that on here. Nice, no, so we're not going to talk about that. Um, down at the bottom, Everton climbed out of the bottom three on the last day with a one-one draw at Goodison against West Ham. <laughs> Uh, which sent Bolton down on goal difference, along with poor Barnsley and the fucking bin fire that was Crystal Palace <laughs> at the time. We'll finish with our sponsors quiz, if you don't mind, Sam. Let's do it. Let's have some sponsors. Packard Bell. Mm, I can sponsor... Uh, is that Leeds United? It was Leeds United, yeah. as it was. TDK, the cassette manufacturers. Oh, great. Great cassettes, weren't they? Yeah, the, the best. They were the best, weren't they? They, they were the connoisseur's choice. Yeah. You couldn't, but they were, they were more expensive, though, weren't they? they were, well, the Air D90 was the ones I used to get. You yeah. could get a D90, which were slightly cheaper, but not quite up the to sa- scratch. Sound but quality the Air D90 so was the one. You, would you do an, a 90 minute mixtape of your own, or would you just put your vinyl nah, onto I'd, it? Tip, tip songs off the radio, off oh, the okay. charts, and off John Peel. Yeah. All right, TDK was Palace. It was. Yeah. Very good. Autoglass. Auto glass repair. Auto glass replace. You, did you say that was easy? Yeah, I think it is. Fuck, it is, but I can't remember. I can. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, go on. Imagine you're in a shower. <laughs> You've got a piece of paper in your hand. Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, Sanderson. No, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, you could have also said Southampton. They, they sponsored, sponsored two sides, two sides in the Premier League. That doesn't seem to be legal. Mind you, when you used to see the old South Americans, every single shirt was sponsored by Coca Cola. That's true. Confusing. Yeah, true. And finally, there was one team in the league that season that had no sponsor. Can oh, you name God. Me? Was it West Ham? <laughs> it was West Ham, yeah. Fucking hell. It so was indeed. embarrassing. Yeah, there we go. Um, at the end of each episode, we always say goodbye to someone mm. for the 1997-98 season. There's nobody else we could say goodbye to other than Princess Diana. Goodbye, England's Rose. Exactly. And goodbye, Sam. She was a West Ham fan, you know. No, she wasn't. She used to stand in the chicken run. Fuck off. Fucking foul-mouthed. Bollocks. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 